Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and it's showtime here again in Berks County, once again, just before the election of 2022. Folks, this is going to be a great election cycle, and uh, it's going to be a great eye-opening for all of us. A lot of excitement on the ground we're seeing everywhere in Berks County and all throughout Pennsylvania. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about that today uh, and a lot of the other truth points that we talk about here, the perspectives you don't get anywhere else, folks. You're going to hear facts and truth on this show you just don't get anywhere else because we know, not just not just that we're the oasis of truth here in southeast Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley, but we're also your go-to place for facts every day. So thanks for being with us today. Uh, we're back with us again with Annette Baker. She's our environmental science expert, homeschool teacher. Welcome back to the show, Annette. Thanks. Glad to be back. Well, it's great having you. Now, Annette, can you talk to us a little bit about the Trafalgar poll? What polling company is one of the most accurate polling companies out there, Annette? Well, you said it already. Trafalgar's probably one of the best. Um, they seem to have a pretty consistent track record with their predictions. Um and their methodology is pretty solid most of the time. So I would say they, they are probably uh, pretty darn close to where, where things are at um, at this point with, with the election and with uh, understanding where things are at. So now, again, I, I'm looking at the polling. And, and again, first off, the reason I want our listeners to understand the reason that Doug Mastriano was being <laughs> pulled behind and he was being pulled behind in all of these polls was because they're predicting that the Republican Party would not vote Republican. They actually predicted only 78% of Republicans were going to vote for Mastriano, which I think is insane. That doesn't even make sense to me why Republicans would be so concerned about the economy, the national grid, listening to Joe Biden on television Wednesday night talk about how Mega Mega was bad for America, you know, make America great against bad for America in America. Well, I think it's bad for China and, and, China and Peking or Beijing, but not bad for America and America. But anyway, uh, you know, he's out there reminding all Republicans, don't forget to vote Republican. As he gets out there, Mr. Unpopular himself, bringing his horrible coattails out there to help guys like Shapiro. I, you know, look, if any fifth grader knows if you're trying to motivate Republicans to vote Republican, bring out a very unpopular president like Millard Fillmore. Or Joe O'Biden and uh, get him to remind the public that uh, Mega Mega is bad for this country. And I'll tell you something, he's going to bring it. He's going to bring him home. He's going to bring it to full circle to where Republicans finally say, I'm voting for Doug Mastriano. I'm not voting for a communist. I mean, what say you on that? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that is interesting with the Trafalgar Square is, or uh, poll is that they have a very small um, percentage by by. Um, when they broke it down by ethnicity, uh, the, the Hispanic uh, population is only about three and a half percent of the people that responded to the poll. Huh? And it's interesting because in Berks County alone, uh, I think we're going to see very interesting numbers coming out of the city. Uh, hopefully that's that's what we're hoping to see. Um, we have talked to a number of people um, when I've been out door knocking. There are folks that are fed up with the Democrats, and this is an opportunity for them to change who they vote for and see if maybe uh, you know they can have a, a different uh, different perspective moving forward. So um, I, I thought that was very interesting that uh, you know the the polling numbers are, are slightly on this on the sh shy side, 
I should, uh, you know, as a way to say, you know, basically they underpolled, I think, with the Hispanic community, particularly in our county. Now, maybe across the state, maybe it's more reflective. I don't know. But this was um, for people that actually said yes. And this comes back to, I think, what we talked about before um, with Trafalgar Group. Um, they believe that there are what they call what they are calling submerged voters. Those are voters that are not going to take a poll. They're not going to put a line, you know, a sign in their yard. They're not going to put bumper stickers or anything on their vehicles. They're not going to talk to their friends um, and, and say, you know, who they support. Um, they're going to just show up at the the polling place and vote. Um, and it's very interesting to to kind of take a look at that to see if that. Um, that happens, the red wave idea. Um, this, they used to call it the silent, silent majority. Um, it was the people that, you know, we, under with Nixon helped propel him to victory. But, um, you know, in the past, we've seen this before where you mentioned, as you mentioned, you know, an unpopular president motivates a lot of folks to get out and vote. The fact that suburban women tend to be flocking to the Republican Party in contrast to what happened um, in uh, 2020 um, and in 2021, I, you're seeing a seismic shift um, right now because they're concerned. Their women are concerned about their kids. They don't know how, how they're going to uh, be able to provide food for their kids. They're concerned about, you know, making sure that their kids stay warm this winter. Can they afford, you know, the high energy costs that we're seeing, the high costs of, of food and medicines and things like that that are, are basic things that folks are worried about. And I well, think there's going to be some backlash well, let's, because let's, everything's out of control. Let's just do the math here. Can, can we do the math? And we're not going to use common core math, which is a rounding error math. Common core math is AKA math with a rounding error. Okay. Let's not use common core math. Let's use regular math. Algorithm, what they call algorithmic math. Okay, I, I think that's what they call it. But anyway, the standard math that we all grew up with. And uh, let's talk about it. Now you've got you got about um, you got about nine million re uh, registered voters right now in Pennsylvania. About nine million. Four million of them are um, Democrat, and the five million are Republicans and Independents. Okay. Now. If the turnout models are 70% Republican, 65% Democrat, and say 60% or 62% Independent, we win because of the of the the percentage of the turnout. For instance, if 70% of Republicans turn out, that's 2.4. It's like almost two and a half million Republicans. Okay, if 65% of Democrats turn out, that's about 2.6 million Democrats. So you have nearly as many Republicans as you do Democrats with the turnout model. So if 70% of Republicans turn out and only 65% of the Democrats turn out, it'll be about the same number of registered voters, maybe a little bit more on the D side. And when you combine that with the 60% turnout on the independent line, you have, obviously, you're, you're going to end up with another 785,000 or so voters that turn out. Well, again, you know, you don't need to be a mathematician to know that's about 6 million votes total. Okay. Well, if six million votes total, only six, only two point six, only two point six million are going to be, you know, about forty percent going to be Democrat. Forty-two percent. You can do the math, okay? If Republicans vote Republican, Independents sway for the Republicans, we win. It's as simple as that. It doesn't take mathematician to figure it out. No amount of phony polls and fake polls, and no amount of no debating by cowardly Shapiro is going to help these communists win in that. I mean, right or wrong. 
Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I, I nicknamed Josh Shapiro, no show Shapiro when I'm tweeting about him because I am irate that he refuses to show up for a debate. And, you know, one of the things that I commented on is, you know, we, we live in the birthplace of our democracy, of our republic. I almost said a democracy because, you know, they, they drill that into our heads. They try to Excuse convince me. us. Excuse me. I it's a democratic republic. I want you to pause, pause on that. Don't don't lose your thought. I want our listeners to know that Annette actually taught constitutional classes to the Republican Party. <laughs> and uh, so Annette knows this is a republic. OK, so anyway, go ahead. Annette. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yes, I do know it's a republic. But, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I cannot fathom having a governor in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the birthplace of our nation, who refuses to debate you know, it just absolutely to me, I cannot even understand how that could happen because here's a man who doesn't have the courage to get up on a debate stage and debate Doug Mastriano, who he, Josh Shapiro believes Doug Mastriano is completely unfit for office. And yet D- Josh Shapiro won't get up and have a debate. Well, and he well, wants to be governor of this, the, the Commonwealth. It's just ridiculous. To so me. do you really believe, do you really believe that he believes that, 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 Master, I was not fit for office because if he really believed it, being the the attorney general, being the the wordsmith that he is, why wouldn't he want to get up and make that point in it? Absolutely. That that makes sense to me. I mean, if he really, truly believed. So he doesn't. No, he well. I think knows, what it comes down to that, is I guess where I'm going with that is that yeah. kind of rhetorical. He knows that Mastriano's not only fit for the for the seat, but Mastriano will turn the wordsmith Shapiro into word salad Shapiro, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the and he he realizes that. He that's realizes true. that that is not once he's he a coward. Were to, if he were to have exactly, he's a complete coward. And if he were to have a debate with Doug Mastriano, everybody would see that he is not capable of doing the job. And that he is not prepared to lead the Commonwealth, that he is has no ability to do the things that need to be done when and to make the decision. When, when you're calling Doug Mastriano an extremist, a racist extremist, and that's what he's doing, he's calling him that. Well, the wor- the way Mastriano can overcome that is on a debate stage, right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and so he will prevent that. Because Shapiro knows, and this comes back to the fact that the National Republican Governors Association is running for Mastriano because they're afraid of his candidacy. Why? Because he's not an establishment Republican. Okay, he's an America first, Pennsylvania first Republican. And they don't want him to win. They're terrified of guys like Mastriano because he will completely decimate the establishment group of Liz Cheney Republicans. Okay? And he'll literally turn those people in the minority of the party very quickly and if they want to continue to win elections, then they'll just vote with us. We'll mm-hmm. allow them to play the game with us, won't we? we we'll allow Liz Cheney to vote with us, won't we, Annette? <laughs> we will allow her yeah. to vote with us, but oh, we yeah. points of leadership. So the Liz no. Cheney types of the Republican Party will still be allowed to, to play and participate. But you can believe they're not controlling. And I got into this on my last show because I want to bring this up. When you look again, you've got 3.6, 3.5 million Republicans in Pennsylvania. How many of the three and a half million do you think live in Philadelphia County, Delaware County, and Montgomery County? You know, I'm going to probably tell you 10%. That's it. So that means 90% of Republicans don't live in those three counties. Mm -hmm. Think about it, folks. And yet those three counties make up, they make up about 25% of the state's population. So when you're, when you're polling Republicans in those areas, 
You're not polling a fair sample of Republicans. This is why, and I've been hearing it on Red Eagle Politics. I watch them all the time. But they've been saying that that they're undersampling Western Republicans, Western PA Republicans. And it's because I believe they're oversampling the mainline Republicans because you're taking a percentage of the population. When you know and understand, as you and the net and I do, and I just educated our listeners out there, again, three and a half million registered Republicans, about three, three, about 10 percent of them live in the in those three counties. I just said Ch- Delaware County, Montgomery County and Philadelphia County. The rest live throughout the rest of the state. When you know 93 percent of Republicans in the rest of the state are going to vote Mastriano and maybe 78 percent of the 10 percent are going to vote for you know, Mastriano, then you know that we're going to end up with about 90 percent of the Republican vote, don't you? Yeah, that's that should be about where we end up. Um, and I think that that, you know, is something that uh, the Democrats are counting on the turncoat Republicans, the rhino Republicans, the There's folks that fear but they, the constitutionalists that Doug Mastriano is. Yeah, they're they're counting on it. But there's not enough of them in that. No, absolutely not. This is where we could look. Annette and I and and Republicans that listen to this show, we represent the majority of the Republican Party in the state. Quite frankly, we represent the middle ground. You know what's really interesting? And Annette and I have been talking about this privately off off the air, but we'll share it with our conversation here with our listeners here, as this is why our listeners tune in, because they want to hear our thoughtful discussion. But uh, what it comes back to is, you know, we understand how where is the middle ground, Annette? With someone that believes men can have babies. Where, where's the middle ground with that person? Where's the middle ground with somebody that believes high gas prices are better for Pennsylvania? Where, where's the middle ground with that person? You know, <laughs> there is where's the middle, middle ground with somebody who believes point. that we need high inflation nation and boosters forever? Where's the middle ground with that person, Annette? I mean, maybe yeah. we're just not considering the middle ground. I mean, Annette, uh, are we not the middle ground? Yeah. Well. I tend to think that we are. I mean, we we definitely, you know, you and I are definitely, you know, right of center. But we tend to take a pragmatic look at things and say, okay, what is what is the best way or the best, you know, possible path forward? You know, and and that's where we we don't have the ability to do that with a lot of folks on the left. You know, it's we've had a controversy here in Berks County about some signs that were put up. Because I had a word on there that some people found offensive and we got some complaints about it. And now the county commissioners have gotten complaints and things like that. And the very people complaining are the ones that want that that are are demanding that the pornographic books that are in local school libraries stay there. And yet they complain about a yard sign that. You know, maybe I wouldn't necessarily put it in my yard, but somebody else felt okay in in its freedom of speech. But they are complaining about that. How do you find common ground with that? We can't. Well, they can't because they're not in reality. They are mentally ill at this point. Yeah. Where where do you meet the person on middle ground where they believe pornography is okay in school books? Look, I would tell you, folks, this is insane. Okay, this is insane. Public policy. When you what, what do you expect with people who are. Who, who are reprobates. What kind of public policy comes from a reprobate? Reprobate public policy. Okay, really bad public policy. I mean, you've got Jennifer Granholm right now saying that we need a windfall tax on energy companies. 
for exploration and drilling. How is that going to help increase production in that? It's not. <laughs> That's going to deter- discourage it for sure. Well, for sure. But so are they trying to discourage production or encourage production? When they tell you from the words in their mouth that they want to increase production and they want to support policies that increase production, but then they turn around and present horrible reprobate policies that discourage production and development and exploration. Then what is it that they're uh, so the words that are coming out of their mouth aren't real? The pixie dust is what they're saying. The meat and potatoes are in their policy. Do you want to know if they're indoctrinating our children? Look no further than the library books in our public schools. Don't go further, folks. Look no further than the library book. Look no further than the lesson sessions that are that are in our public schools. That's what you that's that tells you the reality of what's in their hearts. These reprobates, these profane, insane reprobates and what's in their hearts. What's in their hearts is what comes out in their policy, not what comes out in their words. So when Fetterman says he wants to increase jobs in Pennsylvania, but he supports policies that run jobs out of Pennsylvania, we can know that he's not trying to increase jobs in Pennsylvania. When, when he talks about lowering gas prices, but he supports public policy that prevents gas exploration and drilling, we know that he wants to increase gas prices, right? I mean, and that does that not make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you it's, want to, when you want to increase when you want to when you want to increase law and order and reduce crime, you don't do that by letting criminals out of jail and re, and eliminating cash bails, right? And that well, yeah, and, and that's I mean, look at what's happening in California. That's right. The, the guy that attacked, you know, Speaker Pelosi's husband is being held in jail without bail. He's, you know, it's different. And, and this is the problem. It's a different world to them because they have different rules for them and different rules for everybody else. And that's what people can't. Stand. And that's yeah, we we are not we are not a nation that was set up to operate that way. No. And what's really amazing is and now now the truth of this this person, OK, that came out of Canada. He's an illegal immigrant who lives in a sanctuary city in a sanctuary state. He should have been deported. So this guy that, that's here illegally, who should have been deported, okay, is now breaking the law and attempted to murder Paul, Paul Pelosi. What's wrong with this picture? This is this is a prime example of someone laying a trap and falling into it, falling into it themselves. And that what would you say? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the scripture talks about that. You know, in Proverbs it talks about how evil people will leave will will build snares or create snares that's right. to entrap people. And they end up falling into it themselves. And well, that's exactly what I what I believe, you know, is happening. We're, we're right. seeing that, you know, lived out in real life. What's really interesting in that line, we're talking about this the other day. I'll share this with our listeners in the last few minutes of our show. The book of Jonah, and it's really interesting in the book of Jonah, if God can change the hearts and minds of the people in Nineveh, okay, to repent from their sin, to recognize their evil ways and repent from their sin when they have a very reluctant prophet, a disobedient prophet by the name of Jonah, to go over there, a guy who hated the Ninevites. So God was able to do a miraculous thing through a very, very uh, mean person. I mean, Noah, Jonah was not, he was not a nice prophet. He was actually a, a prophet that did not, I mean, I he was a very imperfect prophet, okay? Very, very imperfect. I guess it's putting it kindly. But he despised the Ninevites. He hated them. The Assyrians hated them. And I mean, and yet, I mean, how can somebody, how can God use somebody with so much hate in them? But he did. He used Jonah. And not only did he use it, he got Jonah over there 
to express the 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 the, 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 the need to repent of the Ninevites, and Jonah did what he had to do, although he ran and he went the other way, and God created a fish, okay, a fish that Jonah could breathe in, a fish that he could survive in. But what it comes back to is if God can change the hearts of the Ninevites, he can change the hearts of the mainstream moms in Montgomery County to vote correctly in this election cycle. And then that's I guess that's where I'm going with that, Annette. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, you know, I, that's what I think has to happen. The church has to wake up, they have to pray, and they have to believe that people are going to change their minds. And those that are are blinded to what is being done and said, there is so much that has been put out there that is flat out lies. I've seen it five different pieces of literature where I actually went and and checked the sources where they would put like, you know, National Enquirer or whatever it was, and then a date. And I went and listened to one one particular radio show where they said <clears throat> to me, Dr. Oz made a comment that he was going to do away with Social Security. He wasn't even on the show that day. So there are there are a lot of things that that people have put out that they have been lied to. There are things that have been mis misrepresented, but God can overcome all of that because he can he can speak to us. So we need to pray and we need to pray that people get out of their house and get to the polling place, because if people vote on Tuesday, they will change the course of this commonwealth in the course of the nation. And oh. the nation is looking at us. We are the bellwether right now. That's right. They're looking at us to see what happens. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's crazy to think that like Oregon, Wisconsin, New York, a Michigan. lot of these states that are not in play, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. Minnesota, a lot of the states, yeah. Oregon, Washington, you know, a lot of states that are not usually in play because they are solid Democrat. They are now on the verge of flipping well, to Republican. And I, and that is just outstanding. It's by the numbers, Annette. It's by the numbers. And remind our listeners again, OK, there's about nine million registered voters in Pennsylvania, four million of Mardis. OK, so you can do the math. That's about 45, 44 percent of the electorate in Pennsylvania's Democrat. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, about 40 percent are Republican. OK, so and then the rest are independent. If Republicans turn out at a, at a higher rate than, than the Democrats, you're like if 70 percent of Republicans turn out, 65 percent of the Democrats turn out. Well, then that percentage that the numbers of sheer voters is about even. So what it comes out there, who gets the higher percentage of their party vote? And then when you throw the independents out there, when the independents come into the 60 percent turnout or more. And we know that Master Allen is going to get 55% or more of them. Well, we know we win. It just happens. We win. We win by the numbers. The math itself tells me we're going to win because voters are going to turn out and vote because they don't like the way this country is going. They don't like the direction of this country. And to assure that happening, oh, Biden was on TV Wednesday night reminding everybody about the evil mega mega Republicans make America great again Republicans. And all he did was remind voters like, oh, boy, I better get out. Oh, my goodness. I should never have voted for this guy. And anybody who voted for him, I mean, I'm going to tell you this. I haven't seen the numbers on this, but I would submit, folks, I think I saw a poll on this about 40 percent or 50 percent of the people that claim they voted for Biden now regret their vote or think they might have made a mistake. That, folks, is truth you can bank on. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people 
who don't like the fact that the direction of this country, we know that 72% of the people believe we're going in the wrong direction as a nation. And uh, again, uh, the, the horrible economy and the high gas prices and high energy costs and the high uh, inflation nation, and let alone the mandates and lockdowns and school closures and everything else we just went through at the hands of these reprobate evil Democrats. I would tell you folks, they're coming out in droves to vote. So please come out and vote on November 8th. Don't forget. And remember, we told you here who the winners are. But thank you again for all of our listeners for being with us today and tuning in, tuning in with us every Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio, 1180 WFYL. Thanks for being with us today on The Watchmen. For Annette Baker, I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.